0: Hello and welcome to episode number 49 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R A N D U M B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about laws. This is something that a lot of people don't consider. This is what our politicians do on a daily basis is come up with new legislation, new laws. Telling us things we can't do most of the time. And a lot of the times it's completely idiotic. But before we get into that, I wanted to say something strange happened on the heels of doing the show last week on warshipping. I ordered some coffee from Amazon because they have a better price on these K cups than even Costco does. So I ordered some K cups, got them today. Went out to the front porch just a few moments ago before starting the recording, and there were two boxes from Amazon on the front porch. And I'm like, huh, wonder if my wife ordered something from Amazon. So I took a look at the box, and it was addressed to me. And I'm like, I don't remember ordering something. Did I order something that was out of stock, and it finally came in? It had the telltale warning sticker on the side. About having a lithium ion battery inside. And I'm like, okay, now I'm really kind of curious about what's in this box. So I brought it inside, opened up the box, and inside was a little hidden camera 1080p for a brand that I believe I reviewed some stuff for back in the day when this was allowed by Amazon for people to get free products in order to review them. Amazon, of course, has changed all that, and that's no longer allowed. So it's interesting to me that this just kind of showed up randomly on the heels of that warshipping uh, episode. I took a very close look at the box because here we go. Just like was described at the beginning of the episode on warshipping, you get a box from Amazon. You think it's going to be a good day. What's inside? And, and here we are. This is just real life imitating art. And it's a little, like I said, inside, it looks like a brand new little camera from this. Co- I don't want to even say the brand name on here because as much as Amazon wants us to turn these people in, I don't care. And I'm not going to review it on Amazon because then Amazon will yank your reviewing account. But with that said, it's a little $35 hidden camera it says no Wi-Fi. So that's good. Maybe it's a little bit safer. But I'll test it out. And if it's decent, I'll do a review over on my YouTube channel. But I just thought that was ironic after warning you that you might be getting a box from Amazon. You won't know what's inside. And here we go. And maybe I'm an idiot because this has a little USB connection to it. So it looks like a wireless or looks like a a small hidden camera. Maybe it's going to do something bad to my computer. I don't know. I won't, maybe shouldn't plug it into my Windows machine. Try on a Linux machine. Maybe that'll be safer. But that would be going a really, really long way to, uh, to trick a poor podcaster like me into plugging a device in. But like I said, I know better. And if I wasn't an Amazon reviewer in the past who has gotten free stuff, but it's been, you know, a year and a half or so since Amazon stopped all that, maybe even a little bit longer now. But uh, these companies still want reviews, as we talked about in a previous episode of the Random Thoughts podcast. These companies still want reviews and will do just about anything to get them. So it wouldn't be out of the ordinary completely for one of them to send out an item without asking, without telling me, and it just shows up at your doorstep and you think, hey, great. It might explain why. This item on Amazon is all five-star reviews right now because maybe everybody that has reviewed it is really happy because just a free camera showed up on their doorstep. I'll have to watch that and see how it goes. But I want to talk about laws today because the city of San Francisco, who is the mother of all lawmakers, I think, of all luck, of all cities that are in the United States, San Francisco right now is probably one of the worst when it comes to the crime rate, uh, drug epidemics. I mean, it's interesting that it's a city that is both so rich and so wealthy when it comes to Silicon Valley, but also one of the poorest, most crime-ridden people pooping on the streets kind of a place where... You know, Tony Bennett might have left his heart in San Francisco, but uh, a lot of people now are just leaving their defecations on the streets. And uh, it's not really a place that I would want to go visit at this point. It was a once beautiful city. Now it doesn't really appear to be that much of a beautiful city. So, what are the lawmakers in San Francisco worried about? And there were three stories in the news over about the last week or so, all about San Francisco, that uh, just made me kind of scratch my head and wonder what the hell the people in San Francisco are thinking, putting the people into office that they have to do things like they are doing. It's really, like I said, in San Francisco, it's a threefer. You have a law that says San Francisco airport can no longer sell plastic bottles of water. That's number one. Number two is San Francisco, all stores must accept cash. So we actually had to make a law about that. And that's really probably the most benign of all these stories. The last of the stories that we'll get to San Francisco rebranding what they call criminals, lawbreakers, drug addicts, and all of that because it's the terminology that's a problem in San Francisco. Let's start with the one that doesn't make San Francisco look like a complete bunch of lunatics, just one that kind of caught my eye in a way that I wasn't expecting, at least the story as it was covered by the ABC news affiliate out of San Francisco, which is that San Francisco, now has a law that all of the stores in San Francisco must accept cash. I would have thought this would have been already the case, but now we see, stores like this Amazon Go, which are the Amazon stores, which really don't they don't want to have any employees. I think there's like one employee, everything's automated. They want you to pay with your phone. Nobody wants to deal with cash. It's you no know, employees can steal cash. You can get counterfeit. Although I mean, there's problems with credit cards as well. But our problem with not accepting cash, and it's something we dealt with on a Grumpy Old Ben's episode with Ryan Bemrose not too long ago. If you want to check it out, go to grumpyoldbenz.com. We talked about the cashless thing from the aspect of privacy, which is cash can't be tracked. And anything you buy with a credit card can and will be tracked because the credit card companies and the banks, they want all your data. They want to be able to sell your data and they want to be able to monetize your data because that's part of what they're doing now. Data is big business. You are your data. And all of these companies that you deal with, whether they're your banks, whether they're your social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, all these kind of things you are nothing but a big block of data. And most of these companies are selling your data and monetizing your information. So San Francisco coming out and saying, well, you have to accept cash. To me, I think that may be a good thing. But the intriguing part of the story was the reason was given was that it was just more humane to take cash. I think maybe San Francisco has a little bit of a problem with Amazon, and this was just a shot across their bow because I don't know any normal stores as of yet that I've heard that don't take cash. I mean, unless you've run into that, of course, if you have, feel free to reach out to us at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com and let us know if you've ever run into the case to where you had cash and couldn't get what you wanted from the restaurant or the store that you went into. And when we covered it on Grumpy Old Ben's, There was a taco place in New York that wasn't accepting cash. And of course, as my buddy Ryan pointed out on that show, uh, there's got to be another taco place down the street. And I'm pretty much for the free marketplace. And if you want to be a business that doesn't accept cash, I understand that should be your right. But in this case, I'm going to side with San Francisco and say at least this isn't a big douchebag move. For them to force the stores to take cash. But what I wasn't expecting, they're using the excuse that it's because there's a lot of people that are homeless and they need to buy things too. And Amazon Go, their store not accepting cash, that was not being good. That was not being humane. That was being anti-homeless, which I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that. But the bottom line of this story was they found a homeless person in San Francisco. And I don't know why it's just one, maybe it's bad journalism. And there's a lot of that going on, but they talked to a guy who was homeless. His name is Bill Ananya. He said he's lived on the street for 23 years. And they asked him what he thought about the Amazon go and what About the taking, not taking cash and what he thought about all of this. And he responded with, I go to Safeway because it's faster and everything's on sale. So, hey, he's not, he doesn't even want to shop at this overpriced Amazon store. So, this wasn't really affecting him. But he also said that uh, when he was asked if he appreciates the new law, he said that he had two phones that he can pay with if need be, but he does prefer to use cash because information has been stolen off of his phone. I don't know how that happened. But with that said, there's a homeless guy who said he has two phones that he can use to pay for groceries in San Francisco. I'm feeling kind of left behind because I've only got one phone. So the homeless in San Francisco, some of them have two phones. I don't know what's going on in San Francisco, but somebody might want to do a little bit of investigating to figure it out. Now, This no plastic water bottles at the airport in San Francisco is one that is a bit of a head scratcher when it comes down to the question of, does this make sense? I'm going to guess no will be your answer if you're like me. But that's because logic, again, like often happens when you're dealing with liberal policies, just does not make sense. It says San Francisco International Airport is rolling out a ban to end the sale of plastic water bottles at its convenience stores, restaurants, and vending machine. The ban, which begins on Tuesday, is part of the airport's latest effort to become the world's first zero-waste airport by 2021. I don't know how you can be a zero-waste airport by 2021 people are going to take dumps at some point unless you're not going to allow them to maybe that'll be different so you're going to have some waste but you're never going to be able to sell any kind of food product and drinks without having some kind of waste product so i don't understand the world's first zero waste airport unless they're going to completely stop selling anything then of course people will still just bring stuff in so does that really matter if I'm going to fly out of San Francisco Airport, do maybe I have to bring three bottles of water so I can drink that before I hop on my flight, and then then uh, throw that out? But I don't know. I don't know how that all works. I understand the concept that they're trying to do, but where this really fails for me is well on a couple different aspects. It says prior to the ban, the airport sold about ten thousand bottles of water each day. And it generated about 28 million pounds of waste each year. I don't think that really is that many in just plastic water bottles. I mean, if you've handled a plastic water bottle lately, you know that quite often newspaper seems to be thicker than the plastic that they're using on these bottles. But it says they're trying to gradually phase them out. I mean, I told you how much I loved getting the paper straw when I went to the White Sox game this summer with my big plastic cup with the big plastic cap on top, I had to use a paper straw, which disintegrated in like five minutes, because that makes perfect sense. Big plastic cup, big plastic cap, but paper straw, because the straw was really where you were having a problem with the plastic. What I don't understand is one, the amount of money that they're losing on something like this, the 10,000 bottles of water has to be Lose, maybe this is what it's all about losing some income for the people that are selling this kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know how much water bottles can actually be a problem. But where this really breaks down for me is that the law only applies. Let's get this. I and mean, let's also understand we're still living in Michelle Obama's America that didn't want kids to have sugary drinks with school because they're bad. You want to, you know, no tasty food. It all has to be fat-free cardboard kind of thing. I also explained uh, on a couple shows ago how at the hospital where my dad had his hip surgery, you couldn't buy any sugar drinks, but you could buy donuts, but you couldn't buy sugary drinks. This is, again, where logic starts breaking down, and I don't understand things because at the San Francisco airport, it is now illegal to sell water in plastic bottles, but it's still okay to sell anything else. In a plastic bottle. So, if you're a traveler and you don't like to drink soda, tea, or anything like that, you just want the healthiest choice. You want to grab a plastic bottle of water to hop on your flight with. Can't do it. But you want to buy a plastic bottle of Coca Cola or Pepsi or RC or whatever they're selling in San Francisco? You can do it. That's okay. That's perfectly okay. And you can buy water. Get this you can buy water if it comes in a glass or an aluminum can. So, um don't glass and aluminum kind of have to be recycled too just like plastic. So why is it okay to sell water in glass or aluminum containers but you can't sell them in plastic? But you can sell soda, tea, juices, anything like that. That's fine in plastic, but not water. I mean, who comes up with this stuff? Where's the logic? What sense does that make? I guess water's bad, but uh grab yourself a nice sugary soda and you'll be good to fly. What they really want you to do, though, is to use one of their hydration stations to refill a container of your own. They have a hundred different hydration stations where you can refill your own reusable containers. Or it says, as we just mentioned, that you can buy water in glass or aluminum containers. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, San Francisco. Thanks a lot for a law that just about does zero. We want you to drink water. Be healthy. Don't drink all those sugary drinks. Don't drink fruit juice. Don't give your kid all of this crap. Well, what do you think parents are going to do when they're running through the airport? Hmm. I bet you I know. But... uh I'm sure soon all plastic will be illegal in the city of San Francisco, and then it will be a complete liberal utopia, well, if you ignore the massive crime, homeless, shitting on the street problems. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. Okay, so we've got rid of the plastic water bottle. San Francisco's doing a good job. They got rid of plastic water bottles. You can still buy any of the plastic sodas or anything. That's cool. They've made it so you have to take cash in their stores, but where the real problem lies when it comes to San Francisco is the homelessness, it's crime, and it's the fact that people are shooting up all over the place. I mean, there were pictures that were going around the internet not that long ago in the BART station, which is their train slash bus, you know, public transport places where the hallways were just filled with people lined all the way up and down shooting up heroin because that's what you do in san francisco and then you shit in the street and it's a liberal utopia but the real problem is people are being called things and that's where san francisco is drawing the line now anybody that is a felon in san francisco they're not going to be called felons they're going to be called justice-involved persons. That's right. Not a felon, a justice-involved person. Ex-cons will now be returning residents. I mean, uh, it's like you just were off on a trip. You were just doing something nice. I mean, maybe you you know, raped a baby or killed a family of six. Well, you're just a, you're not, you're not an ex-con. You are now just a returning resident. Come on back. We are welcoming you with open arms because this makes sense because we're not worried about the actual crime that's going on currently in San Francisco. They're not worried about the fact that the city is literally a shithole. They're more worried and making laws about what people are called. It's nuts. It is absolutely insane. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors, I have a word for what you should be called, fucking nuts. I'm sorry. That's two words. Because what you're doing is absolute insanity. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors, of course, quietly passed this resolution last month with a unanimous vote. Not a single person on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors dare raise their hand and say, You know, maybe this makes us look like a bunch of idiots. No, everybody's going along because this is just so very important. And There's a picture of these people and you just go, are you brain dead? Do you not see what's going on in your city? How can you be worried about this? The legislation reads dehumanizing language like prisoner, convict, inmate or felon, only serve to obstruct and separate people from society and make the institutionalization of racism and supremacy appear normal. Oh, wait, I'm getting it now. These are Trump deranged syndrome people. You're more worried that somebody who actually committed a heinous crime and went to prison is being called a prisoner, convict, inmate, or felon, and by calling them those names, those horrible names, which, you know, the things that tell you exactly what they are or were. Well, that is just screams of racism and supremacy. No, they're criminals. What the hell is wrong with San Francisco? This article, which was from the Daily Mail in the UK, points out San Francisco struggling with an epidemic of drug addiction and homelessness and has the highest property crime rates of any big city in the U.S., according to FBI data. So you would think, if you were running this city that is struggling with an epidemic of drug addiction and homelessness and has the highest property crime rate of any big city in the U.S., yay, we're number one, that you'd be worried about the terminology used to deal with convicts. So, the new terms in San Francisco, again, convicted felon is justice-involved person. Juvenile delinquent is now young person impacted by the justice system. An inmate is a currently incarcerated person. Ex-con is a returning resident. A parolee, person under supervision. A drug addict is a person with a history of substance abuse. I mean, yeah, like he shot up three seconds ago. And a drug offender, a person convicted of a drug offense, because that's completely different somehow, I think it just is wordier of the same thing. But an illegal alien, <laughs> interestingly enough, the suggested terms for an illegal alien would be person or individual. Well, doesn't tell you anything. Everybody's a person or an individual but some people are in the country illegally that's something that the liberal utopians in san francisco don't even want to acknowledge the derangement is strong in these young padawan what the hell i mean the interesting thing is this is a non-binding resolution but it says the san francisco police and da are already rushing to adopt these great changes the irony here of course comes when, as pointed out in this article here from the Daily Mail, this language resolution makes no mention of new terms for victims of crime because, as we know, as in all liberal paradises, nobody really cares about the victims. This is nothing about you. Move on. I mean, let's just understand. We now have to call. People returning from prison as a returning resident. So, the guy that killed your ma, raped your sister, he's not an ex con. He's a returning resident. Let's all get behind this because the language is the problem in the city of San Francisco. Remember that the next time you're stepping over a big piece of human feces or jumping over a drug addled derelict in the city of San Francisco. Now you can see why people are leaving this city in droves and going to places like Austin Tejas, because San Francisco is just completely and utterly out of their freaking minds. But you know what? On the bright side, San Francisco is not alone. One other story that got my attention recently that has nothing to do with San Francisco, has nothing to do with the United States, has to do with our neighbors to the north, our Canadian friends, our Canadian brothers in the province of Alberta, where a single father is being accused of possibly violating the province's Human Rights Act by doing something completely and utterly awful. He was looking for a babysitter so he can go for a night out, single dad, again, doing the right thing, getting a babysitter, not just leaving the kids locked up in the basement. He posted an ad for a babysitter on a site called Kijiji or something crazy like that. I can hardly read it or don't even want to try spelling it. It says it's a popular classified ad site in Canada. He posted looking for a babysitter's and he got a few people that had responded. Well, the guy that's claiming he's violating his rights didn't like the question that the father asked when he said. He wanted the job as the babysitter. Do you know what the father could ask this guy? What is your age and gender? <laughs> yeah, that's it. He inquired about the guy's age and gender before allowing this person to come into his house and watch his kid. And this in Canada, <laughs> you liberal motherfuckers, you're so great this in Canada may be violating the province of Alberta's human rights act. So it's good to know that the insanity is well reaching borders well outside of San Francisco and well outside the United States of America. Cause I don't know of a sane world where you can't ask somebody's age and gender before allowing them to, have complete control of your kid. But hey, we're just hateful people, I guess, because we think that would be something that should be maybe first on the list of who are you? How old are you? What's your experience? Uh, I, don't have, I don't have a problem with somebody wanting a female babysitter, perhaps for a girl or a male, for a boy, whatever it is. I think that should be able to be asked. So we'll follow this story and we'll see where this goes because the insanity is just, uh, you know what? It would be funny if it just wasn't oh so sad. And we don't like to talk about a whole lot of sad things here on the Random Thoughts Podcast. I hope you've been digging what we're doing here on episode 49. It's hard to believe the next episode will be number 50. That's kind of a milestone. We've been doing this now with a few breaks in there for some health issues and other things for about 15 months. So time does fly. We thank you for tuning in We thank you for giving us your time. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there. Another story I just saw the other day said that uh, podcasts are the new self help thing for people. So, hey, we hope you get a little bit of help here. We hope you get a smile. We hope you get some information maybe that you didn't hear anywhere else. And we really appreciate everybody that goes out and subscribes and tells a friend about the podcast. And we super duper specially. Appreciate those that come in with a monetary donation. We have two guys for this episode who will be calling executive producers. First and foremost, Jay Finley, aka Baron Walkman, phone freaker extraordinaire from back in the day, said, great episode on warshipping. Saw another technique about a modded burner Android mobile doing the same thing. So, hey, it's getting a lot easier to do this stuff. Always be careful with the war shipping. Like I said, I got that box from Amazon a little bit earlier, and I took a very close look at that box, believe you me. And we also got a donation from our buddy John Fletcher, the screamer, the guy from hogstory.net. Check out his podcast live on Monday nights, and then anytime after that, by the beauty of MP3. Subscribe to that show as well if you dig what he's doing and subscribe to Random Thoughts, rate, review, turn a friend on. And we also do another show with our buddy Ryan Bemrose. We've talked about a little bit, but also if you're not checking out Grumpy Old Ben's, it would be an honor if you would do that as well. So thank you to John Fletcher and thank you to Jay Finley. We appreciate the support. We're glad to have you on board here at the Random Thoughts podcast. If you want to make a donation, it's easy. Go to randomthoughts, dot com r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts dot com click that little donation button if you want to reach us you can do so by email at random thoughts podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at random podcast again r-a-n-d-u-m-b podcast at twitter or my twitter account is darren o'neill d-a-r-r-e-n-o-n-e-i-l-l so until next time i am darren o'neill thanks for listening